generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles lie still in rebellion, pretending not to hear your brain commanding them to move. A legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit the snooze button and go back to dreamland. But you didn't ask their opinion. The voice you've chosen to listen to is one of defiance. A voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place. So sit up, put your feet on the floor, and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. For what is each day but a series of conflicts between the right way and the easy way? 10,000 streams fan out like a river delta before you, each one promising the path of least resistance. Thing is, you're headed upstream. And when you make that choice, when you decide to turn your back on what's comfortable and safe and what some would call common sense, well, that's day one. From there, it only gets tougher. So just make sure this is something you want, because the easy way out will always be there, ready to wash you away. All you have to do is pick up your feet. But you aren't going to, are you? With each step comes the decision to take another. You're on your way now, but this is no time to dwell on how far you've come. You're in a fight against an opponent you can't see, but oh, you can feel him on your heels, can't you? Feel him breathing down your neck. You know what that is? That's you. Your fears, your doubts, and insecurities all lined up like a firing squad, ready to shoot you out of the sky. But don't lose heart. While they're not easily defeated, they are far from invincible. Remember, this is the grind, the battle royale between you and your mind, your body and the devil on your shoulders telling you that this is just a game. This is just a waste of time. Your opponents are stronger than you. Drown out the voice of uncertainty with the sound of your own heartbeat. Welcome in. You are, in fact, listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. As always, starting off with something a little bit inspirational, something from my content bank. That is called Rise and Shine Athlete and running ultimate motivation over 7.1 million views eight years ago. There is 1.5 thousand comments on there. That is 7.1 million views. That is, you know, if every single New Zealander listened to that, uh, that still wouldn't be 7.1 million views. That's very good math for me. I know you're thinking it, uh, but shit, it would be good if every single New Zealander did listen to that. Absolute good piece of content to get in your ears when you're feeling a little bit flat or feeling like you don't want to do the things you want to do. Keyword in that, feel. Always listen to people when they tell you they didn't do something. They'll tell you that they didn't feel like doing it. People that are high performers and high achievers, they understand that they can't rely on their feelings to help them make decisions of what they should or shouldn't do. Um, often people 
will think that that's an okay reason not to do something because they don't feel like it. But often we don't feel like doing a number of things and so we don't do them. So if you notice yourself or somebody else saying they don't feel like going for a run, they don't feel like brushing their teeth, they don't feel like going to work, they don't feel like doing that extra burpee, whatever it is, they don't feel like saving any money, there's a very important word in that is feel. So look out for that and use that little tidbit and say, hey, 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 is that a, a good framework to make your decisions on, on what you feel like doing? You know, we don't always feel like doing the things that we know we should do, and we still have to do them, so be very mindful. Anyway, we are not here to talk about your feelings, but if you do need to talk about your feelings, Luke at keepthechange.co.nz, I've got space for a few people to tell me about their feelings. Send me a nice email and um, let me know how you're feeling, and, and hopefully you're right. Of course, it is the month of November, and Movember are doing their campaign. Hopefully all the lads out there are looking after themselves and growing themselves a nice mo to raise some money. But today we're going to be talking about paying off some debt, and that debt is in fact student loans, and should you or shouldn't you, what is the point of paying off a student loan quickly if we are not even getting charged any interest? I get asked this a little bit. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. I do have some opinions on it. I'll get into it. And I had to be a little bit careful of what I said in this email, knowing that a number of people would see it, and just mindful that people may take some of these things for absolute gospel. So I did feel like this email may have been like a little bit weak. I probably should have left off. I should have probably put in there, sorry, a, a bit of more of my opinion, but I'll give you some of that on this podcast. So here's the topic, to pay off my student loan. Now from the top, last week we briefly spoke about how an interest-free student loan could be a good thing right now, especially with the inflation that we have here right now, making it effectively cheaper for you to pay it back with tomorrow's dollars. Remember we said that as wages start to increase because inflation's here, we are paying off yesterday's debt with tomorrow's money, which is effectively making it a little bit cheaper. Now most people with a student loan only get charged interest if they leave New Zealand for an extended period of time. Wage inflation is the highest it's been for a while. That means that wages are going up for most people, but brackets, it's still not enough, not enough to cover the increase in price of goods and services, so the inflation on that side. Now, if you're paying off old debt with new money, in some ways it can be seen as cheaper today than it was yesterday. Many people with a student loan, or any form of interest-free debt for that matter, are sitting there thinking, well, what is the point of paying off this debt in a hurry if it's not really costing me anything in terms of interest? And that's a fairly good question to ask. There doesn't seem to be an incentive to pay back interest-free debt, does there? However, with student loans, you do need to pay 12% of every dollar you earn over the repayment threshold. Now, the repayment threshold is different depending on how often you get paid, whether it be weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, but it is designed to get people decreasing their loan balances. The IRD and the government and the taxpayers of New Zealand don't want to let people get away with not paying their loans for, for months and months, and the government has to hold a big debt on their balance sheet of all these people that haven't paid back their student loans. Now, many people say that when they pay off their student loans, it is like getting a 12% pay rise. Here's a hack for you when you finally get to that day, if you're listening and you are, continue to live off the same income and store and invest the 12%. The good thing about paying back that student loan is it, it will teach you to live within the 88% of your income. And when you get that pay rise, being that you don't need to pay your loan anymore, you'll probably just go and piss it up against the wall and go and buy dumb shit that you don't need. So perhaps take that 12% and store it, start investing it, start saving for something that you do want, or start killing some debt that's also costing you money like a credit card or one of those buy now pay later schemes that you've forgotten to pay 
or something that's just costing you money that doesn't need to be. What you may need to be mindful of, or actually, before we carry on, maybe start building that emergency fund. What you may need to to be mindful of is the fact that you may be a true Kiwi and want to buy a house. Well, you will need to understand that your student loan gets added to total debt calculations when a bank works out your total debt-to-income ratios, i.e. they are taking your student loan into account when building a profile of you as a borrower, and this can impact the total value that you can borrow. This often changes, and I had somebody comment on a post and say, oh, I didn't think that was the case. Um, I asked a mortgage advisor last week, and they said that that is the case. Basically, the bank are going to look at the total debt that you have when you go to borrow for a house with them, and they're judging whether you can actually reservice or service your debt with them. And of course, if you're having to pay 12% of your income over and above a threshold to the IRD for your student loan, that's less money that they could potentially call on to have you pay off your loan with should interest rates rise. So they are factoring all those types of things in. So preferably, they're probably going to like to see you having low forms of other debt, and that may mean that they lend you even more money to buy that sweet, sweet home that you've always wanted. Now, often, oh, sorry, I've missed one. I've missed a a piece here. You can pay off your student loan faster than the 12% compulsory rate too. This can be done via extra payments out of your pay automatically. So you could just ask your employer and say, hey, I want to pay off more. Can you help me do that? And they'll show you how. Or you can pay the IRD directly via your internet banking. All of our business clients pay their tax via internet banking. And you want to put it against your student loan. It'll slowly decrease the balance. And you should be able to check your balance for your student loan on your My IR, which you would have set up as a very good reader of Keep the Change and a listener of this podcast. And you would know that that is a tool and a login that you definitely do need. So go and sort your My IR out if you don't. For those of you who don't have a student loan but are thinking about the same situation with your interest-free debt from the likes of interest-free credit cards, well this is still worth considering. Do you need to be in a rush to repay it? Often it comes down to personal preference and you need to understand whether debt brings you stress or spends spends mental rent where you find yourself constantly thinking about it. If it does, perhaps you need to build a plan to kill debt as fast as you can because the stress won't be worth it for you. We all get tempted to use free money when it's sitting in front of us. We've all said things like, well, I can pay that back over 36 months, or I've got four days to repay this, four paydays. And we've all said those things to ourselves, so be mindful of that. We can all take advantage of interest-free deals or offers, but they can catch us out if we don't set things like calendar reminders to keep us alert to when interest is going to kick in or when we need to repay these things by. That's a great hack there. If you are using interest-free loans or balance credit card transfers or buy now, pay laters and stuff, and you know that an interest rate or a late payment fee is going to kick in, set calendar reminders and set them days out from that so you can solve those problems before they come um, through. You don't want to get a notification that you've just been charged interest or you've been charged a late payment penalty and you're thinking, oh, I could have avoided that. You know, Set up calendar reminders to help you stay away from paying money that you don't need to spend. Now you need to be disciplined to do this. It's all good and well if you're good at managing money. The reality for many of us is that we aren't that disciplined and we aren't that good at managing money. Of course, we're all learning how to be better at it through this type of content. It can be tempting to ignore interest-free debt, but remember that it will impact you in some way, shape or form. What that means is that you might be the sort of person that gets a balanced credit card transfer, for instance, and we're going to talk about that next week, but you might take your debt that is incurring interest and swap it to that credit card that doesn't get charged interest but it's still playing on your mind and you're just thinking about debt, you hate having debt. If you're one of those types of people, 
then interest-free debt is still costing you something. It's costing you mental rent. It's perhaps causing you stress. It's making you worry. It's chewing up your thinking space that you could be spent, that that could be spent in other areas. So be mindful of the true cost of debt. It's not just about the money that comes out of your bank account. Think about what debt does for you and how it makes you feel. Be careful the next time you take out a buy now, pay later or an interest-free credit card because those places still need to make their money, believe it or not, and they're going to rely on you, not knowing exactly how it all works and making some mistakes along the way, meaning you miss the payment deadlines and end up paying interest and maybe even penalties. Have a good think before ignoring paying off interest-free debt. Next week, we will look at ranking some of this debt. Oh, and one last thing. If you take out debt, maybe repay it for the simple fact that you want to practice being responsible for the situations that you get yourself into. If you don't pay back your debt, someone pays on your behalf, somehow, some way, do right. Now this is a little bit of a principle that I sort of live by and I've been taught. Maybe I've hardwired it into myself and I feel bad and what I do is I look at decisions as sort of a seesaw. And what that means is that if I do something bad and I, I know in my heart like I shouldn't have done that, or say I just decided I'm not going to pay back a $1,000 loan, for instance. I know on the other side of that seesaw that it's more in favour of somebody else, and, and I've impacted them in some way. So they that the, the seesaw is not even, and someone on the other side is effectively paying that for me. And that might be a taxpayer having to pay more tax to pay down debt that you couldn't be bothered paying, or it could be someone's profits being less because you didn't pay back the money that you owed to them plus the interest and you decided to go bankrupt or whatnot. And you'll find many people that become successful, they'll often go back into their lives and they'll find things that they aren't happy about or where they know they've tipped the scales the wrong way, they've lent the seesaw the wrong way and they will go and they will try and make that right. It can be the exact same principle when you're thinking about going back and apologising to someone that you know you hurt many years ago and you think, you know what, it just still sits with me and I know that I left hurt back in that time, I'm going to go back and I'm going to correct it. So it's an interesting thing to think about, but I was even reviewing this again from somebody teaching it earlier in the year and thinking, man, I can I can resonate with this so much. You know, some people just go through life and they'll hurt people, they'll lie, cheat, steal, all these things that we know necessarily we shouldn't do and we think oh calm we'll get them eventually and maybe that's why we believe that because I think that it gets the world out of balance or it gets their life out of balance and eventually it has to get balanced back up so if you're going to do something that's in your favor and you're going to rip someone off well know that the consequence of that might be that you're hurting somebody else and you're slowly tipping the scales uh, to a point where it's going to catch up with you at some stage so what I'm saying there is that if you're going to use interest-free debt or you take out some form of debt, pay it back for the simple reason that you don't want it to come back and bite you in the ass later on in your life, or you realise that somebody has been disadvantaged by the fact that you've taken the piss and not honoured your word. So there we go, a little bit of a sermon there, but hopefully uh, that makes some form of sense and you can apply that to different areas of your life. Maybe it's not to do with money, maybe it's just by going in, apologising or saying some of the things that you wish you said that you never have because you've been too scared to tell someone how important they are to you or who knows what it is for you. There'll be something that comes to your mind. Start small and try and just stay in that balanced seesaw so that you're not uh, stacking it where eventually the world starts coming after you. It's very, very deep stuff there. Enjoy your weekend, Luke. P.S. We're getting 
a lot closer to 5,000 subscribers to keep the change. When we get there, I'm going to give one lucky reader a $500 investment. Did you know, in the year to 30 June 2021, there was an increase of 8.9% on overdue student loan debt. That's $1.72 billion. That's $1.72 billion of student loan debt that is overdue. Now, of course, this is mostly owed by borrowers now living overseas. This shit gets out of hand for people that get out of seas, go overseas because then they start getting charged interest on their student loans. Maybe they forget to pay it. It starts racking up and they're not making any payments and they it starts to snowball and compound the interest on top of the loan. And we've got to the point now where there is $1.72 billion of overdue student loan debt. So that a debt that people aren't reading that last paragraph about making sure that they honour the things that they took out. So, you know, they'll have excuses as to why they shouldn't and whatnot, but of course we're here trying to be good people at the same time and, you know, that's costing taxpayers, that's costing future generations because somebody somewhere somehow will be paying that debt back in some form if these people aren't willing to do that. And it's scary that there's an increase of 8.9% on that overdue debt as well. So, Hopefully those people might get a little bit of a kick up the ass from a, a lesson like this and perhaps they will uh, correct some of their wrongs or uh, find a way to start to bring down that debt. Now, a very, very fascinating topic. Should you pay back debt faster than you need to? I have used interest-free debt in a number of times in my life to get me ahead and it has been because I have wanted use of the money now and I have tried to then get a return on that money and that has allowed me to pay back the interest-free debt with money that is effectively cheaper because I've inflated it in value by getting a return on it. And that is a, a principle that you know, a lot of people will try and play the game with. You have to understand how to manage money when you're doing that. The very simple format is this example of whether you want to be in a rush to pay back your student loan. But you know, I got messages from people saying it's such a relieving feeling to finally get rid of the student loan I was the same I was very lucky and had some of mine paid off for me I was very lucky in that I also worked through a lot of my university life so I was slowly paying it down during that so by the time I got out of uni it wasn't as big as other people's and that's another lesson I guess for younger people that are listening and if you're thinking about getting a student loan or going into some form of cheap debt you never worry about the money that you're spending now when it's not costing you any money, but ask anybody paying back debt, it always sucks paying it back. And, you know, I don't know many people that don't like paying back debt. It's just a weird, weird feeling that it gives us of like, oh, now I'm having to pay that back, or it just drags us down. So be careful of the, the burden that debt does bring to your life. Of course, some of us, we, we need to study, we need to pay for education, um, to get into different fields to then get the return on investment on that money and be able to pay it back. There's other people that would suggest to you don't go to uni, it's a waste of money. Depending on what that field is in, I would uh, agree with some of those types of things. There's so many different ways that you can educate yourself for free these days that doesn't require paying for a university degree, but that's a subject for a whole nother uh, time. But, you know, you, you need to figure out your personal preference and how you feel about dealing your relationship with debt and what goals you have coming up. Maybe you want to buy a house, but you've got a, a, a student loan there, for instance, and you need to be speaking to a mortgage advisor, for instance, and saying, hey, in 12 months' time, I want to buy a house, but I've got a 40 grand student loan. Here's my income. Here's how much it's paying down. You know, are the bank going to care? What things should I be doing? Um, should I be paying the minimum, that 12%, or should I be paying it faster? Should I actually 
ensure that I pay the minimum and then I have um, the money in my hand and I can store it and build up more of a deposit. You know, you want to front run these types of conversations so that you're not getting blindsided when you go to borrow from the bank or go to make life decisions that are impacted because you have a student loan. And, you know, we, we don't know these things until we go to the, go to do them and then we end up gutted that we didn't know them at the time. So hopefully that's giving you some things to think about. And, you know, we like I say, we're all different there, but we need to understand our situations, our goals, and what we've got coming. So there we go, another absolute cracker of a lesson for you there. And it won't apply to some of you because you won't have a student loan anymore. Maybe you didn't go to university or you've paid yours off or whatnot. But I'd love to hear your stories around student loans too. If you do want to find me an email, luke at keepthechange.co.nz. I've had a couple of people send in an uh, email, which is cool. And I shared one of those on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to go and read that, I'll rename the person to Diane. But go and read her story about how she has broken the cycle of student loan debt and then ended up with a good income and, and then finding more income and breaking away from some of the wins, benefits, and things like that too. So a very inspirational story. But if you've got a story you'd like to share, then feel free to send those through. I, I try to read all of them and go back to people whilst we can, whilst this is 5,000 people, but there'll be a day when it's 100,000 people and I can't. So I do try and use your stories as content to inspire other people as well, so you never know who you're going to help with your story, and there is absolutely no judgment here. All right, have a huge week. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you could do me a massive favor by putting this on your Instagram story, posting about it, forwarding an email, and leaving a review on the Apple podcast, and just getting this in front of more people so that we can ensure more people are learning and improving their financial literacy. I'll leave you with the rest of this absolute good piece of content called Rise and Shine, Athlete and Running Ultimate Motivation. That one tiny thing you forgot to prepare for. So as long as the devil is hiding the details, the question remains, is that all you got? Are you sure? And when the answer is yes, and you've done all you can to prepare yourself for battle, then it's time to go forth and boldly face your enemy, the enemy within. Only now you must take that fight into the open, into hostile territory. You're a lion in a field of lions, all hunting the same elusive prey with a desperate starvation that says victory is the only thing that can keep you alive. So believe that voice that says you can run a little faster and you can throw a little harder and that for you, the laws of physics are merely a suggestion. Luck is the last dying wish of those who want to believe that winning can happen by accident. Sweat, on the other hand, is for those who know it's a choice. So decide now, because destiny waits for no man. And when your time comes and a thousand different voices are trying to tell you you're not ready for it, listen instead to that lone voice of dissent. The one that says you are ready, you are prepared. It's all up to you now. So rise and shine.